astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Hi, Kate. How are you Hi. today? I'm good. How are you? You know what? It's, it's, I'm happy. It's a happy day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so interesting because, you know, astrology yeah. is kind of a distant cousin, if you will, yeah. of feng shui. They have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And I think they do. I don't think most people see that, though. I agree. And many times during astrology consults, I know you'll do it. I'll do it too, where I might kind of go off on a tangent about, you know what, let's stop the astrology talk. What is happening in the back right corner of your home? Right. (laughs) And I think that they're really connected. And so kind of piggybacking off of our conversation that we had last week about Uranus aligning with the North node, we are Mm -hmm. hearing quite a few disturbing headlines, I would say. Oh, yes, yes. Just uh, what we've heard. Well, you know, not all of us are Boris Johnson fans, but his resignation in the UK um, and definitely the assassination of Chinzo Abe in Japan, you know, that's a shocker. Yeah. Um, Uranus, and I don't know, I, 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 I wondered, you know, if we were strong enough or I was strong enough in my language last year that last week about Uranus, Uranus rules anti-social behaviors, belligerent, shocking information that you have to quickly, you know, uh, you know, process. Yeah. And uh, you were seeing it the month of July. It is very strong. Right. And so we thought we probably need to do a feng shui topic because you know, a lot of times when we feel like things are out of control around Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. we do have control over how our space feels, what our space looks like. And I've gotten quite a few messages this past week pertaining to, um, not just feng shui questions, but saying like, I feel stuck. What can I do? I feel overwhelmed. Um, and so we're going to focus the topic today around feng shui and how you can take control in these times that are kind of scary, kind of depressing. Um, and maybe you feel like that's trickling into your personal life as well. Oh, absolutely. There we, we, our home is our refuge. It's our safe spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. We feel good generally when we close that door, when we're home for the night or home for the weekend or that feeling we have like, oh, I'm safe. (laughs) And again, not everyone thinks those things literally every time they come in their house, but it is your safe spot. So let's make it feel better. Exactly. To counter what's going on outside the door. Right. Right. So we talk about, you know, a lot of times feng shui, just you think, oh, I have to have a red door or my bed has to face a certain way. But your home really reflects your life. And I know I've said it before, but when I'm in people's homes, they'll say, are you a psychic? How did you know that? And 
I'm just literally, I'm, your house is talking. What you put on your walls says a lot about what you want in your life. And maybe if, if you don't realize that concept, or you're not aware of that concept, you're saying, no, I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. But then you look at the symbology in the artwork that's hanging on your walls and you can see those themes presenting themselves in the paintings. So for example, saying, I don't want to be alone. I want a relationship, but then you have a big image of just a solo female in the house, right? You're asking, you're saying, I like that. I want that. And then it's trans it's, it's, I was just going to interject here. Yeah. That you're, you're specifically going into art, which everyone may go like, why'd she, why, how, why'd she jump to art right away? But art is kind of long-term, right? Most of us do not get up and um, change your artwork around on a monthly basis, right? Or even a yearly basis, we don't change it. Oftentimes it goes up and it can stay there for decades, right? Correct. Whereas a mess, let's say, you know, your four-year-old makes a mess in the family room. Well, you, you, you clean it up. It's, mm-hmm. you know, so that's very quick moving circumstances that are happening in the home. Yeah. So, and I just want to focus and like, that's why the art is so important because it stays there. It is long-term. <laughs> it is a long-term and it really sets a tone. So, you know, as going back to that great statement, your home reflects your life. Well, immediately, I know when I've spoken words similar to that, people go, oh, are you saying if my home is a mess, then I'm a mess? <laughs> you know, they jumped that really basic. I go, well, in the moment, yes, but you're going to clean that mess up, aren't you? <laughs> right? right. Right. I mean, some there's extreme stories, of course, where the mess just gets compounded over time. But for the majority of listeners, yeah, they get a mess and then they, Friday comes around, Saturday comes around and it gets picked up it gets put back together again right so unlike the artwork and that's just an example because i think that's something people can really relate to you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think that statement about oh my house is a mess so i'm a mess i think a lot of people would put hands up and you know that's kind of a damning statement oh it is yeah yeah exactly Uh, but the house can shift quite a bit over just the course of two or three weeks Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the, the good news is here, then we're going to talk. We're not this, this podcast isn't about, okay, let's get some new flooring in here and hang new drapes. And this, you could, you could make changes in your home without probably costing you much of anything Yeah, at the level that we're going to speak about it today. Yeah. So I think this is really important. If you're feeling stuck if you're feeling like I've been wanting to start a new business and I can't, why can't I, I've been wanting to move. I can't move. I just, I don't know what to do. So if you're feeling stuck, these are just some very easy ways, or if you're feeling overwhelmed as well, with just everything that's going on, you know, these are all, these are good practices that we're going to share today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just, again, to make sure everyone's on the page here, when your house is in some level of disorder, generally you're not relaxed, right? Your, 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 your mess, your brain is still going. So and stop what you're doing, pick up this, put that away, wipe that down. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. when you walk in and a house is in relative order, it is calming. 
It is. It's very calming. But I find when there's a disorder, I certainly remember it when, when you guys were small, you know, then it's like, ah, uh, Saturday morning, I was always trying to put in at that time, I was only trying to put two rooms, <laughs> get two rooms, the living room and the dining room or the, you know, two rooms just back to normal. And then yeah. I was like, oh my God, at least I have some place where I can relax or sit or not be irritated. Yeah. Well, I think whenever you come home from a trip, kind of when you've been around away from the space for a while, yeah. I think that's a good time to judge. Like, how much do you like your home? Like, are you happy? Are you pleased to be home? <laughs> and yeah. if you're coming home to a organized home, that can be a great relief because you've just come probably from some sort of chaos with the right. airport, with travel, with mm-hmm. living out of a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes too, when we're in it every day, it can be hard to see. Uh, you know, and it's no judgment, but when I go into feng shui homes, people will say, oh, I'm very organized. And then what I'm seeing is not, I wouldn't consider organized. I would consider it to be overwhelming. Yeah. But when they're in it all the time, they, it's sometimes hard to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, today we're going to look specifically for kind of the word stuck. Mm-hmm stuck so we can say what is stuck in your home yeah that just brings immediately to mind a door that's difficult to open right or a space that you know you can barely squeeze through you know where you get stuck at so to speak yeah Um, and the other word we're going to use is stopped up yeah so that sounds more like a toilet issue (laughs) you know what it does rain issue doesn't it Um, I'm going to interject just a quick uh, comment from a client here. Um, She's dealing with major uh, plumbing issues, major plumbing issues in the house where we need to dig down into the ground to repair and replace. And at the same time, simultaneously, she is dealing with some very yucky, disturbing storylines that she's having to live with on a day-to-day basis from family members, from those around her. And we were just talking about how do you see the similarity? you got this backup problem, this stopped up problem under your feet. And it's manifesting these really dark storylines in her life. Yeah. Well, dealing with the old crap. Basically, yes. (laughs) Or crap coming to the surface when crap's supposed to be (laughs) going down. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, again, we feel very comfortable. You and I both feel very comfortable just drawing this really hard line between, okay, that plumbing issue and what's going on here in the house. Yeah. Not so work. Go ahead. A lot of people are stretched, say, oh, no, that can't be. You know, well, you start looking at this stuff as we have and done many hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of consultations at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. I think it's, it's I think it's a, almost the best kept secret of the world. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That there is a connection that you can, you're, you're not always victimized. Sometimes you're an accomplice to certain situations that you didn't even realize you were. Yeah. So today we're going to focus on kind of quick tasks or projects, which should be able, you could be able to do them in an afternoon. Um, we're not again, focusing on big things that should be costing a lot of money, but we will, we will throw in some examples that maybe there would be some money involved. 
Um, but even if maybe you're confused on, okay, where am I stuck? What's going on with the house? Like I said, ask your partner. So I think you did that actually this morning, mom with dad. I did. Yeah. I was, I was quite surprised. I was kind of looking for some, some, something fresh, something new. And I said, God, Bill, how do you feel about the house? What irritates you? And he kind of was pretty nonchalant. Like, uh, I said, well, what about the garage knowing, you know, and he goes, yeah. Oh my God, that counter out there. I don't know what's wrong. Why I haven't cleared it off. It's the workbench counter. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of stuff on it. You know, uh, you can't work on it. Put it that way. <laughs> it's yeah. become a storage uh, slab. And, uh, I was just amazed. I was amazed that he, this has been wearing on him and that he's been wanting to get out there now for a long time, long, long time. And yeah. it's still, as of this moment, it's still, still nothing's happened. But the point is now I realize it's important to him. I thought it was just irritating me. Yeah. Well, and I think that gives a good point that even though you're very aware of feng shui, yes, that there are still imperfections in our home because we are human. And just because something hasn't been addressed doesn't mean that we're lazy. It doesn't like, it doesn't mean a certain thing, but it just means that it hasn't, it hasn't been addressed yet. Maybe why? And -hmm. is it possible that once he does that, is there going to be somewhere where he feels unstuck? Because seeing that every day, that is a, a pattern that you're stuck in. Yes. You're seeing it every single day and not doing something about it. So, you know, cleaning it finally, which is a pain. I get it. <laughs> There's time mm-hmm. you're gonna be sweating in the garage, but the yeah. next time he pulls into the garage, it's going to be a whole different energy that's greeting him as he walks into the house. And very motivating to take on another project, whether it's right. an actual project at the workbench, or maybe it's a project, totally a different type of project. It just frees up. Yeah. Anyway pretty amazing. I was quite surprised. I thought he was very content. I thought he liked it that way, to be honest. (laughs) I never had pushed it too much. Yeah. So the first uh, tip we'll, we'll start with, I think is address what is broken or what is not functioning in your home. Probably something that's been going on for three months or longer. (laughs) That's big. That's very big. big. Yeah. And, uh, kind of like, are you going to fix it or are you just going to delete it? Are you just going to get rid of it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think of that TV show. Uh, you, I don't know if you watch much HGTV, but that show of, um, you know, uh, um, love it or list it, list it mm-hmm. or love it, you know? So the idea, do you love your home? If not, then let's list it and find the home you love. It's, it's like a decisive energy about it's one way or the other. We're no longer going to stay in limbo. Well, so when we talk about something that's broken, that could be something as simple as a wobbly chair, a broken dining room chair, very simple issues that we've probably all faced. You know, and it just reminds me when you say that, that I did do a consult where a chair was very broken. It was very apparent just looking at it. And of all things, and and the parents said this to me, the mother said it to me. She goes, well, that's our problem child. That's where our problem child sits. Oh, I, I, I couldn't believe it, that it was so clearly the chair was totally inadequate. And right. yet she said, oh yeah, that's where the problem child sits. Oh my gosh. But it was almost like reinforcing that mm-hmm. the problem that the child had a, a I, I could say a disability possibly, or, you know, had the handicapped or had that something. 
yeah, it was like, he was like named the black sheep of the family and he's sitting in the broken chair, of course. Oh my gosh. I tell you what, I remember the look on that woman's face when, when I said, when I just kind of repeated it back to her and she kind of realized that she was, you know, not helping the matter, put it that way. No, no, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it was the child is the most important thing here not the chair, but the idea of the child feeling one of the same as the rest by having a chair that functions, that you didn't have to be careful that you're going to fall off of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So if you have these things, they're small things in theory, just a wobbly chair isn't the end of the world, but it is an irritant. Right. Baby sensitive. These are sometimes so many times I'm guilty of this, like, oh, it's not a problem for me. But boy, if I know someone's going to come over and someone's going to maybe sit in that chair, a guest, a friend, then I'm all over it. Yes. Then, oh, now I see it as a problem, but I didn't see it as a problem. Like I can help with it. Right. Right. So use that, do that drill when you're looking at some of these issues. How would you feel if your guest was having this experience? Well, I think you have another story about being at a consult and uh, them warning you not to sit on the living room couch because there was no screws holding it together. Sounds incredible. Yeah. But they had, they, I I actually, I wasn't going to sit on their furniture. I never sat and tried not to sit on people's furniture when I was in their home. And they, they thought I was though, because I I was very close to it. And uh, yeah, they said, it's going to, it'll collapse if you sit on it. Mm-hmm. And they had lost the screws when they, in the moving process, they lost the screws that adhered the legs and the whatever together and uh, crazy. And that had, they had been putting up with that for a year for sure, if not two. Yeah. And that's so, a, that's an extreme story. That you know, really I is. would be maybe curious, like, Hey, where are you faking it? Or where are you just putting up some false fronts? But it is interesting how often we do come into contact with kind of crazy stories like that. Um, just this week I was in a home and just in passing, it was mentioned that the garage door had broke and there was a car stuck inside of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And again, it wasn't, it was just totally mentioned in passing. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is stuck energy, especially in that front center of the home in the feminine energy of the space. And, you know, we were really focusing on relationships and it's like, oh, we have to unstuck, <laughs> unstick the car. We need that functioning in the home. And so again, it, it, it wasn't a money issue. It was just, oh, I, yeah, I need to do that. I need to get to that at some point. And, and to translate that even further, to break it down, that car is going nowhere. Right. And right. you're saying you were there talking about relationships. Yep. And this was in the feminine area. Mm-hmm. And this was a was it a woman or a man? Man. Okay, a man. Do you, you see how that story all of a sudden builds? Yes. How you can start putting the pieces together about our relationship with a woman is going nowhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what that's you know, that's your strength when you go into a con on-site consult to put this put these pieces together and just say a simple statement. Right. I had one from years ago where someone was in a car accident, a bad one, 
And instead of the car should have been just hauled off, you know, but um, the person in the accident said, no, I want the car, drag it home. And they, they, you know, obviously they delivered it and he put it in his garage. I showed up uh, about five to seven years after the car accident. Oof. And I opened, you know, she, let's go look at the garage. And there it is still sitting there. Oh. You know, I was talking to the woman of the house, the man of the house had the car accident and it was stuck. It was stuck. <laughs> you know, she, and she was almost in tears that she how to get this vehicle out this damaged, greatly damaged vehicle out of her garage. Right. And so these are extreme situations. But yeah. again, we come we come into contact with them quite often. So it, I think it is worth sharing because one, if you are dealing with something like this and maybe you're too embarrassed to say it, yes. Um, one, there are other people out there that do this, right? It happens. Life gets in the way. Um, and two, even just giving you the permission to address it, Mm -hmm. you know, you do it, you can do it. Um, other ways that maybe this is playing out on a very mundane or yeah. much softer level would be things that are sitting there that can't work because we don't have the correct batteries. Right. Yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, I think of a toy in you know, the disappointment of having this great toy, but oh, we don't have any batteries, you mm-hmm. know, just the continual disappointment, the frustration that you paid a lot of money for something. And now just because you don't have a place where batteries are stored in the house. So you can know, oh, we're out of batteries before, before you need a battery, right? That you can. Right. Right. Or closets that are stuffed with old technology that is not coming back. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. And taking up valuable space, taking up every square inch, you know, they, they, you know, when you buy a house, they tell you the cost per square foot. They tell you the square footage is just in general. They really should be starting to talk about square inches. How many square inches of storage is in this house, right? Yeah. Because it is that's premium space. Right, right. So again, we gave some examples, but the idea is, is what's broken, what's not functioning, and can you get rid of it to mm-hmm. symbolically unstick yourself from something that you're dealing with in your life? So we gave some very big examples about cars, about garages. Maybe this is a vacuum cleaner that oh, I just need to get a new, a new belt for, right. you know, maybe it's a bed that you're sleeping on that the, the leg, your bed mm-hmm. sits at a little bit of an angle, yeah. right? Yeah. Think about what in your house is not working and how can we get rid of that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I, huge. And you know what? We're not looking for, give us 10 things. No, we're just saying zero in on the one that irritates you the most. And then. You know, of course, if there's a second or a third, of course, get to those, but go for the one that really irritates you on a daily basis. Right. And two, I guess we, we didn't throw any in anything about paperwork, but if there's been a pile of paperwork mm-hmm. on the kitchen, mm-hmm. and again, it sounds so minor, like, oh, what is going through this stack of paperwork going to do? Right, exactly. It does. It does for you. Um, so yeah. next, let's talk about the drains in the home. And this was kind of inspired by someone that reached out that's dealing with some plumbing issues as well in the the workspace. Mm -hmm. But we talk about bathrooms, you know, they have a lot of draining energy in them. Yeah. Good. Which we like, we appreciate that. Yep. It's a huge water element. So it can suggest the emotions. 
mm-hmm. of the home, the temperament of the home. And so how can we clear out the drains to help again, movement when you, when we see a sink or a toilet backed up, that's going the opposite direction, right? Or, or the, something stuck in there. So how can we start flushing these areas to help you feel like you can move forward freely? Yeah, all those, any energy related to a backup or just a slow drain where, you know, kind of a water ring shows around the tub because it, it's drained so slowly, so to speak, that a lot of the particulates are still clinging to the side of the tub at the end. Yep. You know, this is pollution, polluted water. Polluted water in the home uh, from a feng shui perspective is kind of the idea of old ideologies stale, dirty, kind of the idea of out of, out of step, uh, not fresh, not sparkling, not innovative. We start going into old patterns. This is very psychological in nature. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not something we can judge, walk into a house and go, oh, they got great drains in this house. Right. <laughs> you know, this is when you're living in the house, you just notice, oh, wow, this water, when I take my shower, I mean, it's happened before. All of a sudden, I realize, oh, I'm standing in water in my shower. Oh, right. I must better look at that drain to see what's going on. Right. Yeah. So maybe taking one of those tools that you put down the drain, you pull the hair out. Yeah. Uh, maybe if you use Drano in your home, mm-hmm. uh, but something to get the water moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That again, that's something that no one's going to come home raving about. Wow. Look what mom did or look what dad did here. That's not, but, but it needs to be done for the respect of the home. And for this idea of, I want to move with the times I want to adapt, or I want to start this service. You need clarity. Right. And so we put a focus on like uh, toilets, tubs, sinks, but also this could be the outdoor hoses as well, or outdoor fountains, anywhere where there is flowing water. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just had a, again, a stupid problem, but as we talked to the plumber, it's a common problem here in, in this uh, area of the country, but uh, there's a lot of corrosion that takes place unless you have brass fittings on hoses that the hose actually will oxidize and, and basically fuse with the faucet and you can't get the hose off. Therefore, if you're having workmen around the house, uh, which I, we've had two occasions where they want to access the faucets outside and you can't because these hoses have corroded onto them mm. and it, it it doesn't serve their purpose. But we finally had it taken care of and we got, we learned now we need brass fittings on hoses and that will take care of that you'll, you'll never have that problem again. Yeah, that's excellent. It was, and but it was front and back. And so there was some, you know, that was a turning point. That was a, our, our thinking has shifted a little bit since that event. We, t- we did that right before we left on our trips, two back-to-back trips. So I think that was very, uh, very helpful for us. Nice. Uh, the next thing we can talk about then is clearing the path. So especially when we're talking about feeling stuck, mm-hmm. think about, we're going on a walk. Oh, here's the clear path that we're going to follow. Well, when now there's a tree in the way, or maybe the path gets a little Mm -hmm. not as clear, Mm -hmm. there can be a little bit of a panic. Oh no, where do I go? Am I making the right decision? What if we go this way? So same thing happens in the home. Is there a clear path from your front door to your kitchen, 
from your garage door to the back door. And again, these are things that just because we do it once doesn't mean that in three weeks or six months that it'll still be clear. This isn't like the artwork example that I gave where it just stays there. This is something that can change based on new items that come into the home, children throwing backpacks on the ground. So Mm -hmm. it is an ongoing thing. So take the test. Can you walk through your home without tripping over things and maybe do a little bit of a challenge where count how many things are on the floor that shouldn't be on the floor. And I would say maybe stop once they get to 10 (laughs) right? and start putting them in a more of a permanent place. Yeah. That, that is just a great thing. Just look at any room. Sometimes I, I when I used to uh, consult with people at teenagers and they were just, oh, they were just sick about how their rooms looked, you know? And I said, you know what? Don't tackle that whole room, tackle the floor, start yes. on the floor and start working on to just get them to pick things up off the floor that lifts the energy immediately. It does. Yeah. When I'm in a home that has a lot of stuff on the floor, I'm looking down Yes, because I want to make sure I don't step on, you know, anything and break something or or Mm -hmm. hurt myself in their home. And, uh, but you have to think that my energy in the home is looking down, right? Which is more of a negative connotation when it comes to energy. We We want uplifting energy. And again, go back to our what we're why we're having talking this day because there's so much chaos going on outside. We are looking to, to kind of in our little bubble to remain positive, to look to the future still, and not to get sucked into all is bad. Right. And I think too, when when we're saying about things sitting on the floor, of course, we just assume oh, dog toys, children's toys. Well, but I, I am in homes that have a lot of small furniture, or mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, oh, I was gonna say boom box. I know that's like a very outdated yeah. reference, yeah. but like that their stereo sits on the ground where or their printer sits on the ground. Mm-hmm. So anything that you can put on a t- on a table, on a desk. Shelf, uplift, get the, get the energy off of the floor. Yeah. Plants even, you know, I'm in homes and they have a lot of plants on the ground. How can we put those more in a vertical stance than everything on the ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even just those, uh, you know, short, just like three inches, their stands and plants can sit on. That's a massive improvement than just having the pot or the liner directly on the floor. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too, if you're listening, saying, nope, my house is perfect. <laughs> oh, yes. We love, those. <laughs> we love those people. Yeah. Um, we can also talk about the idea of like clearing the cobwebs, uh, quite literally, of course, but right. things like focusing on the chandeliers. When was the last time we dusted the chandeliers? We dusted that little lip above the doors. Uh, mm. We cleaned the filters in the home, anywhere that the dust can settle. Oh, you know what the week, the the most satisfying thing to me is those ceiling fan blades. Oh yes. It's just shocking how much dirt is sitting up there. (laughs) But anyhow, clear the cobwebs. We're into, we want clear thinking. We want clarity. We, we may have to make decisions here, you know, in the next few months where you're, you want clarity about the choices, decisions, directions, the reactions, the words you're going to use. We need clarity. 
I think putting a focus on the windows and the mirrors for clarity as well, leaving them with intention for clarity. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this next one before. I think it was actually a a Facebook live, if I'm not mistaken, but the idea of if you're feeling stuck, how can you move some of the heaviest or bulkiest furniture in your space? And we're not talking about redoing the complete layout of your home, but even if just moving the nights, not the nightstands, but maybe the, the dresser or the armoire two or three inches to Mm -hmm. unstick things that are hard to move, especially if you're trying to break a, a habit or a mindset that you've held for a long time where, well, I've always worked in corporate. I don't know. Can I go out on my own? move some of those heavy pieces in the home, setting that intention of being able to change long held thought processes or ideologies. Yeah, this may be too much theory, but the idea of the heavy pieces of the house of in a room, generally the sofa, the bed, the dresser, the armoire, the classic, the desk, those things generally go in first. Generally, we put the big heavy stuff in place when the movers show up, get that, and then everything else piles in around that. Right. And sometimes it's 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 kind of like paperweights holding a dynamic in place. Yeah. So there's the value if when you hear a little theory behind it, now the idea of let's move it. Now, ideally to have a benefit that's going to come out. So maybe it'll open up the doorway a little bit, make it easier to access the closet, give everyone two more inches to scoot by someplace. But sometimes we're talking about, no, just move it two inches just to feel the idea of uh, kind of rebalancing the room a tad bit and, and watch what shifts in your life and your thinking and your perspective. Yeah. Another way too, is just create a space for energy to move by floating the couch off of the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a desk that's flat up against the wall you know, put it on, not an angle, but put the shorter side of the desk on the wall and kind of float your desk off of the wall, just Mm -hmm. so there's more space for the energy to move around. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have my desk up against, it does not touch a wall. Yeah. About, it's about a good six inches off the the wall, the side of the desk, then it shoots out from that way. And so it has a feeling of floating desk, but the idea we want a sense of movement, you know, I, th- I think a lot, I maybe think too much sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> I'm very mental. And so uh, I need that circulation. Yeah. And then the last thing, if you didn't relate to any of these things, of course, yeah. we try to give a, a good um, handful of examples of things that we've seen to get you thinking, but you can always go back to where do you swear in your home? <laughs> and address those areas. So whether it's the closet, whether it's a door that doesn't open, uh, whether it's a, a, a room that you've kind of shut the door off to, it's the craft room slash wrapping paper room slash storage room, start there, wherever you cuss in the home, that is a great place to address. You know what? And don't tell us you don't swear right? <laughs> <I know. laughs> because in our privacy of our home, I, I, I don't swear when I'm out. I just no. don't but I do swear in the house, I do swear. And it's moments where I'm struggling to get, you know, a potato masher in the drawer and for it to close. All of a sudden I'm swearing now under my breath, 
that's that's a sign to yourself. Okay, something's not working here. There's too many things in this drawer. Do you really need that potato masher? You know, there's there's all sorts of things you're being hit with that there's something that needs to be resolved. I mean, just think of how much it takes to get someone to swear, to get that frustrated. Right, right. So if you um, are listening, and again, sometimes we have a skewed view because we're always in our home and yeah. we don't realize that something has become a problem. Right. Kind of a last thought is to take a picture of your home and would you feel comfortable sending that to someone? Yeah. Would you be comfortable sharing it? Um, and if not, there's probably some work that needs to be done. Yeah. Take a picture of your bathroom. Would you, would you share that? Oh, this is my bathroom. Take a picture of your vanity yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> take a picture of it right now and then think, oh, would I share that with a friend? Oh yeah. This is what my bathroom vanity looks like right now. Yeah. That and maybe start. if it's a really good friend, you wouldn't care, but maybe wow. like if you did a TikTok with that in the background, what yeah. would people be yes. saying? <laughs> yes, exactly that. Yes. I, we understand. Yeah. Friends and family. Yeah. That's let them see it. I don't care, yeah. but you know, that's where do you posture at? It goes back to that faking it. Where are you faking it? Yes. Yes. So this all leads to a very exciting, um, opportunity mom and me have been talking for a while now about creating uh, live classes with the two of us ranging from astrology to feng shui and so we are launching our first class in i'm going to call it a series but they the classes won't necessarily be related um, and it will be a feng shui class where uh, it will be via Zoom with both mom and me. And part of the admission for the class is to send a picture of your home or a picture of a room in your home that you would like to receive some guidance on or would like to get some insight as to what does this mean in regards to my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, this class will be happening on July 23rd uh, from 10 a.m. to 11.30 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, the fee is $75 a person, and it will be capped at 10 people. So it does give us some nice time to spend with each picture that we get. There should also be time for some questions, of course. So come prepared with your questions. And you can find the link to that class on my website at www.the katewin.com um, or it should also be available on my instagram if you follow on social you know this format is so effective for you know getting the piece of information that you want what does this mean what should i do you know how important is this yes but you learn so much through hearing and seeing the pictures that you that, that maybe you have or you have a problem that's similar to that going on in another room. And all of a sudden you're learning about the bedroom, the kitchen, the living room, the garage. You're, you're getting a wealth of information that you will probably find use for in applying to your own space. Absolutely. Because we're going to be centering the class around the pictures that come through. Right. <laughs> you know, we're, we're kind of breaking our format that we're used to teaching in. And yeah. so it really does open up a new language that's coming in, of course, being able to jump from, oh, the bedroom to the kitchen, from the relationship area to the helpful people area. So it will be a nice mix of lots of information kind of all coming together. And you know what? It's going to be a fun class. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I think there's going to be some laughter in it. 
Sure. You know, I think, I don't think there's going to be any tears or anything of that nature. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think there's going to be some oohs and some ahs and oh my goshes and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, we both have done this uh, to some level of, uh, you know, uh, PowerPoint presentations, showing pictures of people's you know, homes that we have been in or have experienced, uh, but this is more personal. It's more personal. Um, and we're going to ask everyone who takes the class, of course, that, you know, to honor, respect everyone in the class, so to speak. So we're looking for, you know, everyone to come out uh, with, with some inspiration and mm -hmm. some more clarity about their own home slash life. Absolutely. And like you said, it's much more personal. It's definitely much more interactive. We've both taught on much larger scales, Yes, uh, but this really allows for that one-on-one -on -one time to have your questions answered with an image. A lot of times people uh, during my lectures, especially at the library, they're trying to Oh, oh, but yes. I have a, I have a little something sitting here and that sits there. I'm like, I, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to do the best I can, but I don't know if I have a real clear visual of what's actually going on. So exactly. again, if you're interested in that class, we are capping it at 10. So, um, head over to the website, secure your ticket. We will be shutting the window down to purchase tickets as well, probably by the 20th, um, or 21st, just because mm -hmm the class will be centered around those pictures that come through, right. uh, with your ticket. So, uh, they're, you know, get in if you're interested. So we are looking forward to that. We thank you so much for listening today. And uh, we look forward to coming back next week with another astrology lecture. Great. It's been wonderful, Kate. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.